section sixty five of final report of the advisory committee on human radiation experiments this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. final report of the advisory committee on human radiation experiments case studies chapter thirteen part one secrecy human radiation experiments and intentional releases when news reports of human radiation experiments sponsored by the government appeared in late nineteen ninety three most citizens were startled to learn about such seemingly secret activities however some said that there was nothing new or secret not only had such experiments been the subject of government inquiry in prior years but they had also been openly published in the medical literature and even the popular press at the time they were performed not unlike the atomic bomb itself human radiation experiments were said to be the darkest of secrets and yet no secret at all what was secret about human experiments and what was not this chapter drawing on what we have reported and adding some new material summarizes what we have learned about both the rules governing secrecy in human subject research and data gathering and the actual practices employed to most citizens it is axiomatic that openness in government is a cornerstone of our society we believe this is so for many reasons in a democracy the free flow of information is essential if we are to choose our governmental leaders understand their policy choices and hold them accountable in our society when the government puts citizens at risk those citizens reasonably expect to be informed both in advance about the potential risks and in retrospect about the consequences in the tradition of science as well as that of democracy secrecy has often been said to be anathema good science requires the testing of theories and findings and the open flow of information is essential to this end yet we also know that the government must keep some secrets for reasons of national security but national security may not be the only reason the public cannot obtain information about government activities in the absence of an affirmative requirement that the government must provide the public with access to information such as the freedom of information act foia enacted in nineteen sixty six much information that is not classified under secrecy laws is for practical purposes out of the citizen's reach even under foia access can be denied for reasons other than national security finally the government can make information public in a form such as technical research reports that is too obscure or costly to be within the practical reach of many citizens in short our discussion of secrecy must begin but not end with information intentionally concealed through the formal system of classification it must also cover information that is intentionally concealed through other means and information that may not have been intentionally concealed but remains inaccessible to the public the government's use of secrecy is a measure of its citizens ability to understand participate in and trust government because the government must keep some secrets the measure of public trust therefore is not simply whether secrets are kept but the integrity of the rules used to keep them the question then is not simply whether secrets were kept 
were the rules governing secrecy clear and known to all were they reasonable were they honored in practice to answer these questions we begin by describing the rules of secrecy that governed the aec and the defense department at the beginning of the cold war we found that in addition to national security classification guidelines instructed officials to keep secrets for other reasons including the protection of the prestige of the government we begin by reviewing the practices of secrecy with the story of a debate within the early aec over declassification of manhattan project human radiation experiments while publicly professing the need to limit secrecy in science to matters of national security the aec kept information on experiments secret for reasons of public relations and liability we next turn to the practice of secrecy that began roughly in nineteen fifty we have learned that since that time human subject research including those that served military purposes have typically not been classified nonetheless some important information on human radiation experiments was still concealed from the public after these two sections on the practices of secrecy in clinical research we turn to the issue of secrecy in environmental releases of radiation when radiation was released into the environment the government concealed information for reasons that included but were not limited to national security finally we look at the government's practice of record-keeping the government records that the advisory committee and the human radiation interagency working group have retrieved are invaluable and the history described in this report could not have been told without them at the same time there are important gaps in the records that limit the public's ability to know about the rules and practices of secrecy and most important the activities that were conducted in whole or in part in secret while the cold war is over the choices faced by biomedical officials and researchers from the onset of the period and the decisions they made have substantial relevance today early aec leaders and biomedical advisers came from traditions of science and democracy that recognized that while some secrets must be kept secrecy is corrosive and over the longer term secrecy itself can endanger national security at the same time these individuals were confronted with continual temptation to keep secrets out of concern that public opinion about sensitive matters would itself imperil programs they believed to be important the boundary between legitimate concern for national security requirements and concern for the consequences of public opinion was continually tested the problem of defining this boundary and ensuring its integrity remains with us today so too does the no less important question of the means of ensuring public trust in cases where secrecy is merited in what follows we seek to determine what can be learned from the experience of those for whom the question of defining the rules of secrecy and putting them into practice was routine and essential national security and governmental prestige the legal tradition inherited by cold war agencies to many citizens the idea of secrecy in government is linked to the idea of national security secrets or classified information as we have noted 
the government also keeps secrets that fit in neither of these categories the system of classification none the less occupies a special place in governmental secrecy classified information is accessible only to those who have been cleared following investigation and who agree to abide by the rules regarding access to this information the violation of these rules can result in severe criminal penalties today classification is limited to matters of national security at the start of the cold war however the legitimate reasons for classification were not so limited the legal tradition that information can only be classified for reasons of national security was just beginning to displace a tradition that allowed classification for other interests of state the authority to classify information derives from legislation and from presidential executive order in nineteen seventeen congress passed the espionage act to address wartime spying and further legislation providing for military secrets was enacted in nineteen thirty eight in nineteen forty president franklin d roosevelt issued the first executive order on classification which was based on the authorization of the nineteen thirty eight law enacted to protect military installations and equipment the regulations that interpreted the world war i law declared that secrets could be kept not only for national security reasons but also for other reasons in nineteen thirty six for example the army issued rules that provided for secret confidential and restricted information the definition of confidential provided that a document will be classified and marked confidential when the information it contains is of such nature that its disclosure although not endangering our national security might be prejudicial to the interests or prestige of the nation an individual or any governmental activity or be of an advantage to a foreign nation similarly data could be classified secret where it might endanger national security or cause serious injury to the interests or prestige of the nation an individual or any government activity the manhattan project's security manual followed the army rules requiring classification of information as confidential and even at the higher level of secret in the absence of likely harm to national security before the end of world war ii therefore there was precedent for using the classification system to do more than protect national security the era of atomic energy presented the government with unique questions of secrecy the government built the atomic bomb behind an extraordinary shield of wartime secrecy the very existence of the newly created communities surrounding aec laboratories in los alamos new mexico hanford washington and oak ridge tennessee was a secret children at oak ridge schools did not use their full names and house guests were introduced as mr smith following the hiroshima bombing the government faced the somewhat paradoxical task of protecting its single most important military secret while having to inform the public if not the world about both the hazards and peacetime spin-offs that the creation of the bomb had engendered from radiation fallout and waste to nuclear power and radioisotopes for medical research and treatment at the war's end a committee known after its chair as the tolman committee convened to determine what information from the manhattan project should be declassified in its report the tolman committee concluded that 
in the interest of national welfare it might seem that nearly all information should be released at once but national welfare had to be considered in light of national security still it is not the conviction of the tolman committee that the concealment of scientific information can in any long term contribute to the national security of the united states the progress of science the committee reasoned depends on the free flow of information and long-term national security depends on the progress of science in the short term however the security of the nation required some secrecy thus the tolman committee concluded that secrecy could be justified for reasons of national security and then only if there is a likelihood of war within the next five or ten years applying this general philosophy to the question of secrecy in medical research it recommended that all reports on medical research and all health studies be immediately declassified except for those reports that contain information independently classified in the interest of short-term national security while the tolman committee report generally advocated openness it also set the precedent for keeping declassification guides secret the report recommended that the whole of the declassification guide should not however be generally distributed since it gives an overall picture of the whole project and makes mention in certain instances of extremely secret matters the portions of the declassification guide needed for the work of anyone concerned with declassification should be made available by following this recommendation the aec and later the department of energy would keep from the public the ever accumulating rules governing weapons related information indeed the first three declassification guides covering information on nuclear weapons published in nineteen forty six nineteen forty eight and nineteen fifty were declassified only in nineteen ninety five in nineteen forty six congress enacted the atomic energy act which in creating the aec expressly addressed the protection of atomic energy information the act provided that all information related to atomic energy was to be considered as restricted data rd until the aec reviewed it and decided that it should be unprotected rd was therefore said to be born secret the act prohibited the unauthorized disclosure of rd making it a capital crime to do so in the course of espionage and prohibited anyone from receiving access to it without first receiving a security clearance at the same time however the act instructed the aec not to protect information if the aec did not consider its disclosure harmful to the national security thus the statute defined r d to mean all data concerning the manufacture or utilization of atomic weapons the production of fissionable material or the use of fissionable material in the production of power but shall not include any data which the commission from time to time determines may be published without adversely affecting the common defense and security as we look back on a cold war that spanned four decades the tolman committee's view that secrecy could be justified for reasons of national security only if there is a likelihood of war within the next five or ten years may seem quaint in the decades following the tolman committee's work the possibility of nuclear war would loom as a reality and information on nuclear weapons design and development would be 
and remains today most closely guarded but in the immediate post-war period in which the tolman committee worked and the atomic energy act was passed the question of whether information on atomic energy could as a practical matter long be kept secret by one nation or whether international control of atomic energy and atomic energy information was the best course to national security was itself a subject of highest level policy discussion most notably this question was addressed in nineteen forty six by a committee appointed by secretary of state james f burns and chaired by future secretary of state dean acheson acheson selected david lilienthal soon to be the first chairman of the new aec to chair a board of consultants which included j robert oppenheimer the manhattan project's senior scientist in early nineteen forty six the acheson lilienthal report proposed international control of atomic energy under an atomic development authority the story of how this proposal was overtaken by the dawning of the cold war is beyond this report's purview nonetheless as we turn to the new aec's treatment of information on biomedical research it is important to recall that in the immediate aftermath of hiroshima and nagasaki there was a window in our history in which the most basic questions of the role of secrecy in nuclear weapons development were an open subject of high-level and public debate End of section sixty five